Hi, this is George Thorogood, and you're watching Life Minute. Since 1976, George Thorogood and his longtime band, The Destroyers, have been bringing their brand of amped-up boogie blues and hard-driving rock and roll to the masses, releasing more than 20 albums, selling more than 15 million copies worldwide, with two certified platinum and six certified gold. His multitude of hits have become rock and roll standard. Now at 72 years young, the Delaware native is staying true to his roots, tearing up the touring circuit on his current Good To Be Bad tour, and celebrating he and his band's 45 years in the music business. He's also just released the original George Thorogood, a collection of self-penned classics, what he calls, and so do we, hard stomping, party down good songs. This is a Life Minute with the one and only George Thorogood. Hi, George. Joanne, the lady. George. Yes, I am George. <laughs> Yay. Ah, oh, so good to see you. Thanks for doing this. My pleasure. As You're always. Great. How are you doing? I'm sneaking by. Are you looking good? So what are you up to? What am I up to? Up to my neck and cash and compliments. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you calling in from? Hutt, who you previously spoke to, we uh, swore under oath with the government not to give the whereabouts of our location. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're fugitives from injustice. <laughs> okay. All right. So tell us about your latest release. Oh, the original George Thorogood and the Destroyers. That, that's what you're talking about, I'm sure. Yep. As, as years went on, Joanne, I got a little frustrated and tired when I'd be doing interviews or discussing things with whoever or whatever. And the, 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 the retort was always, hmm. How come you don't do any originals? How come you do nothing but covers? Which isn't true. First of all, we just don't do covers. We do obscure material. Joe Cocker and Linda Ronstadt did covers. Yes. <laughs> and I said, well, that's not true. So I was, you know, kind of frustrated over the years. And I kind of gave up the ghost with that. Then our manager, Adam Condy, kind of kept it under his hat. And a gentleman from Capitol, they got together and they discussed putting out a, a CD of, of original Thorogood songs, ones that I've written. You know, sometimes, Joanne, in life, there's victory and surrender. I had surrendered the idea that people were just going to not get the idea that I ever wrote any songs, which, to their credit, they usually hear bourbon, scotch, and beer moving on over on the radio. And that's generally what they know defines what this act is. And that just simply isn't true. So they got together and put out, uh, put out the CD. Just to set the record straight, Joanne, so to speak. You know, I didn't want to make any any kind of statements like uh, I've written any good songs or any great songs, but I have written songs. Uh, and it's kind of up to the record company or the public to decide if it's to decide if it's a good song. Uh, however, I don't think a record company is going to put out a CD because they want to lose money, especially when Capital already uh, owns our catalog anyway. So you asked about the local latest CD. I'm telling you about it. Does that answer your question? Um, yeah, <laughs> it does. That just sounds like a kind of a hesitant yeah there. <laughs> no, it's good. But come on, good songs. Uh, I would think, you know, your songs like the 40th anniversary of Bad to the Bone, for example, is not just a good song. It's an iconic anthem song. It's an iconic song, which many of your songs are. So I can't believe people don't know you write songs. I don't know if that's true, but we got to talk about that. The 40th anniversary of Bad to the Bone. Like, can you believe that? Yes and no. <laughs> um, 
you know, if, if something gets played on the radio often enough, it's going to pound the message home. And classic rock radio came along in the early 90s. And Bad of the Bone was one of the songs that they picked to launch that, you know, avenue of sound. We were fortunate to get in on the ground floor of that. So when you have something, Joanne, that they say, it, it's, it's like Turner Classic Movies, okay? When you watch TV, if you do, you've heard of Turner Classic Movies? Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, after a while, when they put on like Gone with the Wind and <laughs> they'll put on King Kong classics, right? And then they'll throw in a more contemporary mo uh, movie. It could be Dirty Harry or, you know, The French Connection. After a while, people who watch it, in their mind, they see that movie as a classic as well. In other words, Gone with the Wind and King Kong were already classics. The other ones are classics laying in waiting. So I'm kind of guilty by association. So when the song Bad of the Bone came out in rock classic or classic rock radio, whatever they call it these days, and mm -hmm. they sandwiched in me between, you know, Jumpin' Jack Flash and Stairway to Heaven, the young people growing up say, oh, it must be a classic. You see, the power of persuasion. No, <laughs> I don't buy that. Uh, well, okay, uh, so you're really modest. <laughs> I, you don't really I'm, believe I'm you're modest. bad I'm, in the bone? I'm not modest. I'm, I'm a realist. No. I deal with reality. <laughs> I don't buy it. So d don't you know you're really bad to the bone? You don't really believe that? You mean... You know, physically or, or you, you see with the songs that all the songs I do, no matter what they are, are comic songs. They're humor. If you listen to the lyrics, if you just wrote down the lyrics to our songs, whether we wrote them or not, without the music, you'd get a good laugh out of them. Um, so I play what they call uh, I'm a rock comic is, is what I am. Um, so. You know, when there, there's two, two worlds of, uh, of, of music to me. And Bob Dylan doesn't fit this. He, he's an exception. He really is. He's exceptional, actually. Um, there's reality and there's, there's fantasy, you see. Such as a song like Rock Party With Us is uh, a reality. Okay, that's reality. Uh, Bad to the Bone is a fantasy. It's the ultimate fant fantasy. See, I grew up in the 60s and... Uh, Everybody wanted to be James Bond. You know, that's the, that's the, he's the guy, right? And if they didn't want to be James Bond, they wanted to be Steve McQueen or someone like that, uh, Lee Marvin. And they were Hollywood creations. And it was a fantasy for men and a fantasy for women. Because men want to be that guy. Women would like to be with that guy, <laughs> if you see what I'm saying. So a lot of the songs we do, being tongue-in-cheek, they're, they're fantasy songs, but th there's some reality in there too. Who do you love is total fantasy. I mean, you know, uh, bourbon scotch and beer is reality. You know, I've, I've had the house rent blues. Jeff and I got not thrown out of our part. We got evicted with no money, you know, so a lot of people have done that in their life, unfortunately. You know, cocaine blues is a fantasy. Everybody wants to be the bad guy. Everybody, you know, they say, George is the guy that cheers for the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorites to play live? All of them. <laughs> okay. And what are fans going to get when they see you guys play live? And you said a modest, right? Well, in all modesty, in all modesty, um, they will see 
the baddest rock performer this side of Bo Diddley. That's that's modesty. There we go. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> and what's it like being on the road again with the Destroyers? Well, I don't go on the road with them. They have their own bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what it's like being on stage with them? Yeah. It better be good because I pay good. <laughs> oh, I heard you had some funny stories. You got a good funny story to share? Yeah, I, I got some funny stories to share uh, with you. Here, here's one. You ready? <laughs> yeah. I, I got a funny story. Um, there's a man, he's about 88 years old, and he goes into the Catholic church and he goes into the uh, well, confession booth. And the priest says, Do you have anything to tell me? And he goes, Yes. Yesterday was my 88th birthday, and I made love to a 20 year old woman. The priest says, I, I don't know if that's actually a, a, a sin. I don't know if that's really bad. He goes, by the way, have, have you ever been to confession before? And the man says, no, I've never been to confession. Matter of fact, I'm not even Catholic. And the priest says, then why are you telling him this? He says, man, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> oh, straight up jokes. <laughs> you said a funny I story. It. I made you laugh. You did. Awesome. Oh, my God. All right. So when did you first know you wanted to be a musician and how did you get started? Probably the first time I ever heard music. It was an interest of mine from as far back as I can remember. I, I really wanted from from the earliest time I could think, I really wanted to play a music instrument. I wanted to I wanted to be able to play an instrument. I thought that'd be really cool. Uh, and I don't mean just be able to play chopsticks or, you know, happy birthday or something like that. I mean, really be a musician. Well, I, not a musician, be able to play a music instrument. That was very big interest of mine. You know, then, you know, I would uh, listen to the rock and roll like everybody else. And that got a hold of me. And as time went on, I said, well, you better learn to play something because as of yet, as of yet, you have not written Blowing in the Wind or Bridge Under Troubled Water. So let's just face that. Okay. Let's take a look at your voice. I got a voice this is going to make people forget Roger Daltrey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I said, well, you're not going to make it on your looks. So all that's left is a guitar. Everybody's idol is Jeff Beck, Joanne. Okay, let's face it. Right? <laughs> and so am I. Funny. Uh, who are some of your influences? Well, you know, my biggest influence probably in the 60s was a guy I, uh, I don't know how to say his name right. Maybe you can help me out. Oh, no. His name is either Mick Richards or Keith Jagger. <laughs> and I wanted my hair to look like Brian Jones. <laughs> but probably the ones who really got me, like, as far as, like, playing the guitar. Well, I was always a Bo Diddley fan. And John Lee Hooker knocked me out. And I listened to John Lee Hooker and I said, I can do this. This mm -hmm. I can do. Uh, three of the acts that really big influence on me were, of course, John Hammond is a big one. Hound Dog Taylor were, were two big influences. And of course, Peter Wolf with the Jay Giles Band, the Geeter with the Heater, the Boss with the Hot Sauce, Make Your Knees Freeze and Liver Quiver. <laughs> the, the, the Woofer. The, those three acts kind of help mold what, I, what I'm doing today. Awesome. Um... Awesome. <laughs> any um any musicians of today that you like that you listen to particularly enjoy all of them really 
there's a lot of talent out there. Hmm. A, a lot of, th there's so many of them that I've been kind of like coming out of the woodwork. Hmm. Um, it's, um, I was just on a blues cruise, Joe Bonamassa's blues cruise. And I saw some, uh, talent. I want to, Jim Hutt, give me, give me, give me a, give me a hand over here. Angelique huh. Francis. Angelique Francis. Yeah. Okay. That's an act you got to watch for. Really? Yeah. These people come out of Montreal. Uh -huh. huh. I want you to check them out. Uh, there, there's, there's a band that um, does incredible um, Hound Dog Taylor material, amongst other things. Three-piece band. Really, uh, really out there. Really exceptional. And huh. they got, got a great visual. I, I thought something 25, ask Adam Condi about it. K25, that, that's their name. And of course, okay. this act that I just told you about, really huh. unique. Huh. Uh, the lady plays a stand-up bass while she plays huh. a harmonica rack, and this band swings like mad. Wow. I mean, they just swing, man. Um, huh. For lack of other, other words that I, that I can identify them as. But uh, I, I would look for those two acts. They, they were two who really impressed me. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, of course it's cool. I just told you about it. <laughs> That's new right. Thing, the new thing to say in the street is thorough cool. Huh? Uh, oh, I love it. There we go. Thorough cool. <laughs> um, let's go back to the Destroyers a minute. Some of the band members have why? been with you. Why not? No? Why, yeah, why? why not? All right. Okay. <laughs> Well, some of them have been with you since high school, right? What do you attribute that longevity to? Respect. I respect them. <laughs> Loyalty is based on finance. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a businessman, you know. <laughs> all right. Scratch that question. Mets fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how, do you, how do you think their chances are this year? To do what? <laughs> to win. They'll win a few games, yes. Uh, well, they got a couple of badasses on the mound there. Uh, you know, one of them is destined for the Hall of Fame, and another one has got a pretty good chance at it. Um, if they can hold on to them, you know. Uh, any team that has good pitching has a good chance. Pitching wins pennants. Awesome. Good to be bad tour. Is there a portion proceeds going to any anything? Well, we sell these t-shirts at the show and um, the proceeds for those t-shirts, at least part of them, I'm led to believe, that go to the Leukemia Foundation for research on leukemia. Okay. Tell me about that. Any, any story there to tell? Any reason why you're supporting that charity? That's, that is the story. I mean, it's just not enough research in the world going for, at this point, incurable diseases, such as, you know, cancer. I've had uh, people close to me pass away um, from cancer, and I've, I've known people who have passed away from leukemia, people who have suffered from leukemia. And every time I turn on the news, they said, well, we just spent $280 million for some more bombs and tanks to be sent somewhere. And I was thinking, you know, if they keep building all these bombs and, 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 and tanks and things like that, they'll, they're going to wipe out the human race. I said, if we dedicated more money or provided more money for some of these incurable diseases, well, just think of it. Maybe one of those people that survived that could be the person that comes up with a cure for cancer. 
See what I mean? You ever seen go to a hospital and see children suffering from cancer? Mm-hmm. It's not a pretty sight. It's a horrible sight. Yeah. It's sad enough to see somebody sick, but to see a sick child yeah. who looks around and doesn't even know what's going on. You know, that's, that's pretty bad. So I think, well, let's, you know, go to say, well, look, we got some people, uh, you know, going overseas, our diplomats and leaders of the countries, leaders of the world sit down and say, hey, let's forget this bomb stuff. Let's forget these tanks. Let's take all this money and put it into research for the, uh, what do they call it, the ecology, so we have a planet, so we can still breathe fresh air, <laughs> okay? And the, the, the other part of the money will we'll dedicate to curing these incurable diseases. Then maybe we'll have a planet at peace. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm trying to do my shit. Hey, I'm just a working <laughs> stiff, Joanne. You know, that's all I know. I said, well, what can I do to help? Yeah, that's throw right. a little cash. Cash works. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Money talks. That's <laughs> uh, uh, nice. Yeah, that right. You got it. It's nice that you're doing that. What's your life ad- uh, best life advice uh, for people who want to be bad to the bone? Don't be bad to the bone. Don't, don't. <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a total male f- uh, fantasy, okay? Um, my, my advice in life is uh, stay away from fried food and stay away from Italian cars. <laughs> pretty good well yeah you do look pretty good what how, how do you stay uh how do you stay in shape ah well um the key answer to that is one word joanne women <laughs> <laughs> let's move on what, what are some of your career highlights would you say off stage or on stage both well number one comes comes under the head of there is no number two uh number one is the day my daughter was born and the other one is Every night I step on a stage. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And you don't have any favorites to play live, right? You said that. They're all favorites. They're all your favorites. But you understand something. They're all fan favorites. I didn't pick these songs. The fans did. Or radio did. I never went to radio and said, hey, play this song. Play this album. They selected those songs. Not me. Not the band. As far as the ones we do in the live performance, those are the ones the fans have picked. You understand, the Destroyers are like a restaurant. And I'm a waiter. And we have a menu. And we put the menu in front of I'll have this. I'll have one of these. I'll have one of these. Once in a while, we'll put something new on the menu to see if people go for it. And that's, that's all we are. We just, we, just, we just wait on the fan base. I mean, you know, we, every year we'll put out a little bit of a poll, see what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And we just uh, adhere to that program. Makes things easy. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no <Yeah>. guesswork. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going on stage tonight and we will not play Bad to the Bone, Bourbon Scotch and Beer, or Who Do You Love? Huh? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Are people receptive to your other things when you throw them in? Doing okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, a few bras here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ain't no Tom Jones, but uh, I'll get there. I always love Tom Jones. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. uh, what inspires you as an artist? Picasso's an artist, right? Yeah. I'm an artist? Who are you? Yeah, of course. Okay, let's, of course, okay. Well, a horse is a course, artist. of course, a horse, and nobody can talk to a horse, of course. Okay. So modest. What, what inspires me? I, I can't do anything else. I mean, you know, I was fooling around with the guitar, trying to do something, and I was banging away on the guitar. 
and I stopped playing for a minute. And my mother came up and yelled into the bedroom. I don't hear any music. You know, they're still hiring at the car wash. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That, that's inspiring. Were, were, was she supportive of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom could have been another Edith Head if she wanted to be. Um. She was destined to be a star. So I won't say she lived out. It wasn't a fantasy with her. She really didn't think of herself as a star. She knew she was a star. Big difference. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It I bet cool. she rubbed that off on you and gave you the confidence to feel like you could do it. That's the key word, confidence. Um, Joanne, there's no substitute for confidence. No matter what it is you're doing in the world, whether it is, it starts with that. It starts with number one. You, you, you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself and say, these ball players talk, talk about, they think they're great, right? <laughs> they think they're great. Joe DiMaggio knew he was great. Big difference. Yeah. Now let me ask something, Joanne. If a woman goes out with a man, in about five minutes, the one number one attraction to a woman was, is confidence. Doesn't matter if he's handsome or if he has money, and she can tell in five minutes if he's got it. It's the same way with most men. Too bad, not a lot of them. And that's the biggest, I think, because confidence is something that never loses you. You just build on it as time goes on. Yeah. So that, that's the key. When I talk to the, the, the young people, and I want to play, I go, are you any good? And one goes, I do okay. And then I talk to the next kid. I go, are you any good? And the kid will go, I'm great. I go, yeah, that's the guy I want to talk to. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what do, you, what do you like to do when you're not working? You really want to know? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> well, Joanne, there's not enough mystery in life, is there? <laughs> All right. So you're not going to tell me. Uh... What part of Italy are you from? Oh, my grandparents are from Italy, not me. Oh, oh, I am 100% Italian, however. You're not 100% American? Uh, well, no. <laughs> no, you're not an American. You're Italian. Italy, my, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. E molto bello celli qua con voi. Oh, my gosh. I can't speak. Ah. Oh, you're showing off now, George. You should speak. I feel bad. Uh, what's something you always take with you when you travel? My guitar. Uh, okay. Any guitarists you think that are really good today? Mine is. Well, okay. Of course. And you are. What's your favorite comfort food? I'm not a big food person. Um, I've never turned down a piece of watermelon yet. <laughs> That's good for you. Yeah. What about your favorite cocktail? Bourbon, beer, which one? Don't have a favorite. No? No. What's next for you? Something you want to do you haven't done yet? What are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so can I tell everyone that you asked me out today? Remember the story about the 88-year-old man who went to confession? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just testing your memory, Joanne. That's a yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my Instagram post as I am um, drafting that as I speak. I'm still waiting for Sir Paul or, or Bad Bob to call me come into the studio and play the maracas. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to give up. You know, wherever there's hope, there's a chance. Were yeah. you, did you ever do any acting? My whole life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't? Uh, I think you should do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When James, yeah, I was, what is that when rest James, of that line? When James, when James Coburn passed, 
broke my heart when he passed. So I said, okay, Hollywood, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, but they're not ready. I don't think they're ready for me yet, Joanne. <laughs> I think so. I want to get in a, in a, in a, in a Quentin Tarantino movie <laughs> when he next shoots his next Western, and I want to be bad Bob Dylan's sidekick. <laughs> you hear that? I can see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell us that we didn't cover? Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. This is a big moment for me. It's a big moment for me. And Joanne, I know what a thrill this is for you. It sure is. Absolutely is. You're so fun. I got to get going. Awesome. Gort's getting a little, he's getting a little edgy. All right. <laughs> George, thank you so much. You're welcome, Joanne. You're awesome. Just, and remember, rock and roll never sleeps. It just passes out. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.